You are now listening to the Minority Trailblazer Podcast. Let the story begin. One time for the lovers, two times for the ladies, three times for the brothers, four times for the babies. Do you love her? 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 One time for the lovers, two times for the ladies, three times for the brothers, four times for the babies. Do you love her? 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 Brown skin, love her. Brown skin, love her. Brown. Brown skin, love a brown skin, love a brown. She my brown skin, love a brown skin, love a brown. She my brown skin, love a brown skin. Hold me down. Brown, like every time I hear that intro, I just want to rap. Like I want to hit me up on Twitter if you would buy a rap album for me. Because if I get like a hundred tweets, I might create one. <laughs> I'm just playing though. Thank y'all. Welcome to the show. I'm your host Greg E Hill, the Culture Change Agent. And you are now listening to the Minority Trailblazer podcast. And you already know this is the show we interview the young, successful minorities in a variety of fields to educate, to empower, and to inspire our current and future generation leaders. And in the last episode, I gave y'all a remix. I gave y'all a blast from the past. I interviewed Jonathan Butler, the guy that started the Missouri Hunger Strike. We talked about protesting. It was a great episode. In this episode, I'm actually digging right back into the crates digging back into the crates from an interview i did in 2014 that i did not release because i just knew i had some gold in it and it's, it's a pretty short interview for uh minority trailblazer podcast because you know usually i mean i go over my hour maybe hour 20 hour 40 you didn't see some two hour and a half videos or i mean interviews so this one's pretty short and the reason why i, I wanted to kind of dig into crate this episode is A, because where this person is at now, she's in a whole totally different place for her business, what she does personally. And this is like, you can kind of see before they actually transition into their new way. So once like you listen to the end of the podcast, you go to the website, you're like, hold up. The stuff they were talking about, they actually, they went through with that. As well as she added on a whole other brand of herself as far as with visual design, web design, graphic design, and all that stuff that she didn't even knew she was going to do when we did the interview in 2014. So it's neat going in 2017 to go into crates to see an unreleased interview and to see in two years with action, with consistency, with focus, how she was able to span her own personal brand, but also make true on some of the promises she had for her own business. I also want to tell you that, and I say this with a heavy heart, we will be taking a break. We will be taking a break. We will be taking a break. And after this episode, there will be no more podcasts for the remainder, for the remainder of 2016. So we're going to start brand new, fresh on January 5th, 2017, that Thursday. That's when we started get back into the hole and then we will not miss a beat until season three is done so that's like 14 episodes straight i got some phenomenal interviews planned that i'll be doing over the break and just restoring and refreshing i just need that time off so i uh, thank y'all for continuing to share the episode being loyal listeners and, and, and listening and sharing and letting it get to where it needs to go and these next two weeks i'm gonna refresh regroup and get ready to take things to a whole nother level in 2017 so first i just want to say if you're listening right now thank you thank you so much for listening over 49 episodes of my voice ringing in your ear every single episode so i appreciate that and as we move on 2017 i know i won't get a chance to say this but i wish you a merry christmas if you celebrate christmas i wish you a happy hanukkah uh, as well a happy kwanzaa and also a happy and amazing and phenomenal new year and don't forget you deserve to win Regardless of your past, regardless of the things that you messed up, regardless of the goals that you didn't hit, regardless of the things that you shouldn't have said, regardless of the things you said and probably um, meant but were wrong in the first place, like, don't ever forget that you deserve to win. I got a whole speech in there, but I ain't going to do that tonight, all right? 
<laughs> also, you already know, please, if you haven't already, please leave us a review on iTunes and SoundCloud. Please follow us. And I look forward to bringing you more content and more things to share in the beginning of 2017. And also, that is when we'll be launching the, the website for MinorityTrailBlazer.com, a soft launch, but at least be able to collect email addresses for those that are interested in attending the Minority Trailblazer Summit. I'm telling you, early bird tickets will be very, very low. I'm probably going to do a Kickstarter. I don't know what I'm going to do, but I'm in planning stage over the next couple weeks. That's also why I'm taking this time off because we have a big, big conference coming in 2017, and I need some time to just focus solely on that. So I'll see you again on January 5th, Thursday, 2017. But before we get there, I want to share this exclusive Throwback Thursday of exclusive you ain't never heard before from a young lady, a young woman, rather, that is taking, since this interview, is taking her own brand to another level as well as taking her company to another level. So hope you enjoy the show. Let's get right into it. Born in Petersburg, Virginia, she speaks Turkish and German. She graduated from Florida A&M University, got her MBA from Florida State University. I mean, she's lived in Germany. Um, I can't even pronounce this stuff like bad. Bamberg was bad. Like, this is crazy. I can't even pronounce what she lived in Virginia, Hawaii, North Carolina, Florida, Pennsylvania, everywhere. She's the founder and lead contributor at www.oneyoungtraveler.com. And she'll get into what that really stands for when we get to her, her intro. Um, and I don't know why I got a smiley face beside Leo, but she's a Leo. <laughs> <laughs> and everybody, I want y'all to welcome my sister, my creator, my black girl magic entrepreneur, extraordinary consultant, accountant, all that good stuff. Island Marie to the Minority Trailblazer podcast. Welcome to the show. Thank you. You really, you really upplayed that. <laughs> Made it sound good. <laughs> now, before I dig in, um, if you're new to the show, this is how the format works, right? First, first part of the show, we dive into her story, how she got to where she is today, her experiences. Second part, we talk about her business or what she does. And for her, it's one young traveler. The third part, we talk about the future because I'm a big proponent of planning and, and, and thinking about the future. So we talk about that. And the last one we have... The best round, the favorite round, the culture change round. So let, let's 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 kick it off. Let's kick it off. So Island, please give me give me a background about yourself and explain to the Amis who you are and what you do. Yeah. So um, currently I'm based out of Atlanta. I'm a consultant at a public accounting firm. So I'm usually flying out every week, um, working in a different city, depending on the project, depending if it's a couple weeks, couple months. Um, so I originally grew up as a military brat. My dad's in the army, still currently in there as now, uh, me and my younger brother. And so, like you said before, we've kind of lived everywhere, lived in about five different cities in Germany. Um, my mother's Turkish, my dad's African-American, and my mom has a Muslim background and my dad has a Catholic background. So growing up, just seeing two different, you know, cultures, races, religions, um, for my brother and I, we, that kind of fueled the fire of culture and traveling and learning about people, learning about different things that happen around the world, which is what, what I'll get into a little later with the travel blog that I created that I'm now writing with um, Rachel Hill. Um, so aside from the corporate America, that's um, what I do on the side. Recently, we just launched One Young Traveler about a month ago. Um, and at first, it just started off as a travel blog. I was just, you know, blogging about where I've been, things I've seen. And then I started getting a lot of questions and emails um, about people who've never been abroad, um, questions about where to start, what to do. I've, been, I've even had crazy questions of people being scared to even step outside the country, being, you know, an African-American woman or man. Um, so that kind of gave me motivation to change the kind of changed the path of what I wanted to, to show on this blog. And that's when I brought in Rachel Hill, who also is a travel blog blogger. Um, and there are a lot of, you know, I think our generation has been doing such a great job, especially with the minority group and traveling and seeing different places. And um, I've worked closely with Zim. I know, I don't know if I'm, I think she's actually on one of our podcasts, mm -hmm. who is the founder of Travel Noir. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of different um, things out there that really support black minorities and young people to travel. Um, and then our blog is more geared toward the generation Y. 
So regardless of your background, we kind of wanted to hit everyone. So, I mean, you can be of any minority descent, but we wanted to incorporate everyone's background. Um, And so right now it's just going to be a platform for advice, tips, stories from different people. Recently we did a really big story on four different individuals who are biracial and kind of getting their insight on, you know, they're all mixed with African-American, but also another distinct culture. So we had Germany, Korea, Turkey, um, Puerto Rican. And it's kind of just to give everyone a heads up and, and, you know, understand like what people, how people are different and what they do that makes them so different or why we see them differently. Mm -hmm. Um, So right now it's just kind of more of a platform of expression but okay. we want to later start creating um, one of our platforms to start to create some travel guides for people. And we want to start incorporating an actual experience. So actually bringing people into these groups and traveling with them. So, you know, they'll have a theme to it. If it's um, somewhere in the Middle East or Southeast Asia, what about those regions do we want p- for people to see or to learn? They'll be- Let's, let, me, let me take a step back because before I'm about to get into our quote to kick it off. But I really want to talk about this um, this travel because... Honestly, I have never been outside of um, the United States, and I've been to Canada one time, but mm-hmm. I don't know how I found Aileen and her blog, but I visited her blog, and I was like, oh, my God. Like, the <laughs> pictures and the, the, the words that she, she wrote about traveling abroad, it was like I was already there. It was like I was there in Istanbul or, or looking at these great monuments, and I'm like, this is amazing. So I said I had to have her on the show because um, there's some affluent African-Americans that have been able to travel the world and see everything. But then there's people like me that have never been out of the United States. And there's people, maybe a college student out there or a high school student, mm-hmm. middle school student, that's never left the state. So definitely take all the stuff we're about to talk to in because um, this is really huge. And us for our minorities to have those, and we talked about it off, off, offline, to have that diverse and global perspective on things. Uh-huh. I mean, I can't wait to dig into that because that will change your life. So um, let's start it off before before we kind of get into a little bit personal about you uh-huh. with a quote. Because I'm a big quote guy. Everybody that knows me um, knows that I wake up every morning at 430 and I don't tend <laughs> to quote then, but uh, I send a quote. <clears throat> Before people start their day to like 100 people. And let's get this let's get this ball rolling for this podcast. Let's set the mood. So, Aileen, Aileen, give us a quote and then tell us how you, you use that on your everyday life. Yeah. Um, so the first one that came to mind, and obviously because traveling is a big part of me, um, is a quote by Mark Twain that says, Travel is fatal to prejudice, bigotry, and narrow-mindedness. Um, and I love this quote because a lot of people, and you know, even if you can get out your state or your city and you see different things within the U.S., it doesn't even have to be abroad. You meet different people. You meet different people from other cultures and religions and you get to learn about them. And the more that you start to know of these people, the less judgmental you become. And I know like growing up, um, you know, I would explain people would always think, you know, well, what are you? And you look this and you look Puerto Rican, you look Dominican. And I'm like, no, <laughs> I'm mixed and my mother's Turkish. And a lot of people don't know of the Turkish culture. It's not there's not a huge, I mean, there's a, there's Turkish population here, but it's not as big as other, as other races. Um, Mm -hmm. and you know, it would get into conversation of where it's located. It's in the middle East. It's predominantly Muslim about 99%. And so people would ask the question, well, is your mom Muslim? And, you know, with the media here in the U S and just things that have happened in terms of war and, and, um, and all this stuff, Islam has been, has a, as a, I guess a bad name tacked to it mm-hmm. um, based on what we see. Mm-hmm. And if you don't travel and if you don't know people of other cultures and religions, you won't know that, you know, that's not just it. Now, in any religion, there there are radicals and there's extremists. Um, but, you know, I would get so flustered and, and really into these conversations when people would ask about my mother and her religion. And, and at the end, like Islam in, in Arabic means peace. Um, and this quote just kind of every time I read it, that's mm. what I think about. It always takes me back to my mother and, you know, having growing up in, in two different with two different religions kind of around mm-hmm. me and my brother kind of have took it upon ourselves to research and learn about these things. Um, and I mean, if you don't and, and traveling does is a big part of it. If you don't travel, you don't 
you know, you don't get to see these things or learn about these things. So that's, that's I'll deep. start off with that. <laughs> and also, tell me about a story or experience where you learned something in a different culture and it changed your perspective about what you previously had thought. Because I know traveling mm-hmm. exposed you to some things. So, because I think that goes right into your quote. So tell me about a story or a time where you were traveling and you was mm-hmm. like, wow, I never thought about it that way. And it kind of changed your perspective. Okay. Um, let's see. So last, I don't know, this is probably two years ago, uh, I traveled to the United Arab Emirates, the UAE, to see my um, sorority sister who was teaching there at the time in Abu Dhabi. And we were driving to Dubai. She had a car there. So we were on the highway. And, um, and maybe we could have been driving back because I know the sun was setting. And so, you know, there's, there's nothing out there. It's like complete desert. You're just on one way street going all the way down. And there's a few cars, a few buses and trucks. And as the sun's setting, um, literally everyone just started pulling over. And there was this huge bus that pulled over with a lot of workers. And I don't know, in, in, in the UAE, um, it's, a, it's a very low amount of Emiratis who actually live there. It's like 30 to 40 percent. And everyone else is basically brought into the country for work. So there's a huge population of Pakistanians, um, Indians, Filipinos, like every culture. Um, but everyone started getting off this bus and they were all of different cultures. Like, you know, you can you can see the differences in everyone. And they all just like formed a line on the middle of the, on the, on the end of the highway, you know, on the sand because it's just desert around you and just started kneeling and praying towards the sun. And I mean, these are people who have probably been working all day, you know, probably all night, because mm-hmm. um, a lot of them are outdoor or construction workers and probably on their way home. But, took, you know, it took the time to stop on the side of the road just to get down and pray. Um, and it was such a beautiful thing to see. It was such a peaceful thing to see. And I don't have I don't I don't lay my, label myself necessarily um, as any religion, mm-hmm. but I find beauty in it all. Mm-hmm. And so just being able to see something like that and, you know, regardless of what people are going through through that day, as long as you find that moment of peace and solitude, just to kind of, kind of you know, take your mind off of things and, and be grateful for what you have. Um, that was probably the most powerful thing I've seen traveling. And Turkey is a very modern Muslim country, uh-huh. um, very westernized. So it's it was very different seeing some of the other conservative muslim countries when i traveled that summer um it was really different even for me so you're driving in abu dhabi like this is crazy abu dhabi desert and you are just driving the sun is setting and you and your friend you're driving through the car and then you see people just pulling over left to the right like what is going on like what is going on and imagine just it's hot it wasn't it was in the summer Uh so it's like 115 outside Uh um there's nothing hold up stop stop 115 degrees It's just nothing but sand around you, and 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 it would happen so quick, so I couldn't take a picture or a video. But it was just such a beautiful thing to see, um, and it gave me a really, it was just, it was a great appreciation for religion in general, and and you know what it what it does for people. That's huge. That's huge. That's huge. So let's let's make a transition. Mm-hmm. Let's transition into one young traveler and yeah. your inspiration behind it and how you started because there's a lot of people out there. And that they might be thinking about starting a blog or starting. So mm-hmm. I want you to kind of walk us through, okay, where does one young traveler come from in depth? And then the story about your first blog post and how you kind of started releasing mm-hmm. this information to the world. Okay. Yeah, I probably went into a little, a little detail in the beginning. But um, like I said before, it just kind of started off as a blog for myself yeah. mm-hmm. just to track where I've been, you know, put up pictures. A lot of times it's really just for my friends and family to see and then I just started getting questions of like, what can I do to, if I want to go here, what should I look for? Um, this is my first time. I don't even know where to start. Or even a simple question as, where do I get my passport? Yeah. Um, and so I wanted to create more of a outlet for people to ask questions and, and just really build a form more so for people to, you know, ask us questions. So now Rachel and I just kind of... Um, wanted to set up as our, you know, our email box to kind of just be uh, an open area for people to email us and ask us questions. We're now working on a, like a tablet, um, what's going to be compatible for like iPhone and tablet and e-read like an for just first time. Well, this is going to be just like a, a download for first time travelers. Uh-huh. 
So just kind of like important tips and things for people to consider when they're traveling. Like an um, ebook. So you can yeah, so you can just take it offline okay. and look at it. Um, and that's kind of just going to be our first step to kind of pushing that out and helping people. Uh-huh. And so, you know, being that the age that we are, we wanted to gear it towards the Gen Y. It's a big thing for for our generation to go yeah. out, explore, see mm-hmm. things. Um, so even aesthetically, we wanted it to be clean and modern and talk about things that people our age are interested in, whether it's fashion, music in other countries, um, anything that it could be, anything that anyone wants to read, just to email us with su- suggestions. And so that's what we want it to be now. Okay, yeah. And um, when we get an audience and we get a group of people who are really interested, we would like to do um, more of something that's, you know, engaging. So whether we do a community service project together or we travel or we do meetups, um, we want it to be very, very much a network versus just a platform for just tips and advice Constantly. so, so the, that's what we're working towards so the three things i took about that for anybody that's starting anything one you first you start a small something you just like to do right mm-hmm. it was just okay i like traveling let me just share it with my family and friends so this is something you obviously had a passion for and you just like to do it mm-hmm. and then the second stage is you realize in this market a lot of people didn't know the knowledge you already knew, like uh, as far as how to where to get a passport or what to look for a tip. So you realize, huh, like this is common knowledge for me, but there's a large group of people that really don't even know where to begin. Like, yeah, <laughs> it's crazy. So you realize that after you kind of started posting it and posting your experience. And then the third part and where you're going into now is you building a community. Mm-hmm. And that is big for anybody that's going to be an entrepreneur, anybody that's that wants to be an influencer. You have to have a tribe. Yeah. You have to have a tribe. And people that, that want your content, want your product, or want anything, but you build that not by saying, okay, you didn't just say, oh, I travel now, I want to start selling packages and whatnot, or I want to mm-hmm. start bringing this. No, you just first started just sharing my experiences. And then as time came, other people, like, how'd you meet Rachel Hill? Oh, we actually went to school together. Okay. And um, she traveled, she did her own thing, I did my own thing. And it was like this past this past year I was putting on a project in Philly where she was living. Mm-hmm. And so we met up and we and talked a lot and then it just kind of like clicked, well maybe we should do this together because between who, you know, all the people that she knows and then I know, we can at least create a wider range of network to start kind of bringing people in. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's how it worked. It kind of just naturally formed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we had the same interest. <laughs> and question, how do you balance being a, a consultant for one of the biggest companies in the world um, and running a full-time travel ball, they're not just posting tips, but where y'all going and transitioning. Mm-hmm. Like, how do you how do you balance that? Um, it's tough. I do have to pick out certain days of the week to kind of just dedicate my time to it. When I was working in the audit practice, um, we have a thing called busy season. And it, I, I mean, there's a lot of times where I just went on hold just because I did not have the time. I mean, I was clocking in 90, almost 100 hours a week. Ugh. And I'm just all I all I when I came home, I just came home to sleep, woke up and went back to the office. So um, I knew I needed a change because I also wanted to change later on. And, you know, what I'm trying to do with traveling, blogging and, and bringing on a more consulting role. So I ended up switching into our advisory services practice, which is a little bit more flexible for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I get to travel. They pay for me to travel. So it, it, it even helps me even more to learn and give tips and 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 share those experiences with people um but it's tough like you know but if it's something that you want to do and something that you're passionate about you're going to make time for it Mm -hmm. and you know timing is also everything it probably wasn't meant for me to start it two years ago or a year ago because work and and everything was so hectic but now that i kind of have a, a grasp on things and i have someone who's also next to me on my side rachel who wants to do the same thing um it's nice and I was talking to a friend of mine through my company who was actually opening up a um, a store, and she's from Ethiopia, and she's traveling back and forth to Ethiopia for garments and fabrics and things like that. And she met with um, one of the entrepreneurs in Africa who is well known and wealthy, and you know, and she asked, "Well, how do you how what do you do to you know get so far in your entre- in in being an entrepreneur?" And and the first thing he said was partnerships, like. Knowing, get knowing to get, you know, knowing people, working with different people. If there's something that you aren't necessarily have expertise in, find somebody else who is and work with them. It's all about collaborating. I mean, it's all about 
using other, you know, other people for what they're good at. And so having Rachel on board kind of just really helped spread um, the word one and, and the work. So, I mean, it's being in doing these kind of things that you, you know, that you love, it's hard to do it all on your own. Um, it's good to have people. It's good to have a network. Even Zim has been such an inspiration to me. She was the one who kind of like got me back on my feet. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's been tough, but I'm, I'm working on it. <laughs> that's, that's amazing. Like the power of partnerships and even me, even no matter who you are or how good or popular or popping you think you are, you have to, to, to partner with people in order to take it to the next level. So mm-hmm. I want, I, I got a, I got a question mm-hmm. and I remember when I was I was trying to plan a trip uh, back in the day. Day I sent you an email. This is before I even really knew you. I don't know. I connected. I just sent you an email. Like it was crazy. I don't know what happened. <laughs> and you gave me a billion tips and resources to to help out. Like I mean, pages and pages and pages. So for all the people out there to say, okay, maybe I want to travel. So let's talk about some resources, some some tools, some websites. Because this is the fun stuff. This is what people really want to hear. Because oh, I love yeah. the story. But so let's talk about some tools and resources that. A beginning traveler or a person that just wants to learn more, where can they find out more information about this and, and, and give us some tools and tips? Yeah, I can go on like all day about this. Um, you got, you got. I'm gonna give you like. Three I know, minutes, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna try minutes. to go ahead. It. Give it, a, give it to us um, all. So if it's if it's your first time and and some people don't necessarily know where they want to go, you have to think about okay, what is it that you're trying to get out of your trip? If 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 already leaving the country, stepping out of your comfort zone then maybe go to more, um, you know, go to a country that speaks English or go to a country that's a little bit more westernized because traveling can be a culture shock for a lot of people. And if they're not ready for it, it can it can almost turn them off. But you have to consider those type of things. You also have to be, you know, mindful when you go to these countries, your customs are not the same. So what's considered rude or genuine for you may not be that way in another country. And you just have to be mindful. Um but some, let me see, some websites that I use, I like Air Scanner for flights. I even use Bing.com backslash travel because um, with major airports and, and cities, they will actually tell you whether the flight price, like the flight ticket is going to go up or down in the next coming weeks. So if I see that it might go down, I'm not going to buy it until, you know, the price goes down. Um, TripAdvisor is really good. Um, let's see, what else do I use? Um, I'm big on travel hacking, which I can also, which is going to be another big, um, development on our site, but I, I try to get points where I can. So like I went to Panama, uh, last, last Memorial Day weekend and it was a free flight. It only cost me $10, which was like the fee. Um, but you know, there's different ways. $10. Yeah, I know. There's different ways that you can build miles from, you know, from either from flying, doing surveys, um, credit cards, but you have to be mindful of how you do them. But there's different ways where you can gain miles in order to get a free flight. So anyone, even if you're doing domestic flight, like flying, before you buy another ticket, sign up for every mile Skype or Sky program, whatever you can think of before you start flying so you can build them because every mile, every dollar literally counts Mm -hmm. um i mean you can get away with so much uh i mean if you're open to different if you're open if you're an open person um places like europe like hostels are very clean they're very cheap i would go there people think that traveling is so expensive but it doesn't have to be um if you research and you do it right Mm -hmm. so i'm trying to think of other yeah i mean right now we're good because if they want more tips they know where they can go they know I where they not. go, so you just gave them a little, a little, a little. They can tip. email me, and I will, and I will definitely respond with a book. <laughs> yeah, like it was crazy. I mean, I asked for like four or five different. I, I wish. I mean, I might do a screenshot, and I'm gonna put. <laughs> actually, that's what I'm gonna do because in the show notes, all the links and resources for what we're talking about will, will be on mm-hmm. there. But I'm gonna do a screenshot for this email to let y'all know how legit she is with this stuff man <laughs> like it's crazy it's crazy so before we get into the future round i want to ask one more question yeah um for for bloggers especially mm-hmm. 
when you first start, I mean, a lot of times you look at some of the, the visitors and you're like, oh, man, my site's not getting that much traction or the mm-hmm. comments. And a lot of people get discouraged. Like I was talking to a friend of mine the other day and um, they, they start off with a lot of momentum. They had like uh, they had Instagram stuff about, yeah, visit our site, boom, boom. And then a month yeah. down the line. Nobody started blogging because they didn't get the traction they wanted. They didn't get the people, yeah. the visitors they thought. So what would you say to a first-time blogger out there that is not getting the traction they want or mm-hmm. the comments or the engagement they really sink? Um, so I go through WordPress for my blog. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a lot of different ways to get traffic. What Rachel and I started doing is looking into affiliate marketing as well. So we have a um, ClickBank account, which is um, – which you can help, you can earn money doing that. And we also have an Amazon Associates program account. So when we list things, um, it's linked towards Amazon, which you can help monetize your blog. Um, so when I list like different books that you can travel, you know, books, recommended books that you can read on a flight, a train ride, whatever, while you're traveling. And so all those books are linked to an Amazon link. So every link that's being clicked on, your blog can be monetized. Um, and it also even helps for searches because those those will come up in searches to produce traffic. Um, we have a Twitter and Instagram account. Um, you just have to really, I think, for people our age too, um, the way things look, visuals, aesthetics are important. If something looks clean or modern or you like the pictures, it grabs people, you know, people's attention. Um, so we try to keep it on the more artistic side of what we you know what we post i mean using hashtags on instagram um even reaching out to people in person if you have a good knit of people whether it's your sorority your friends like draft up an email be personal let them know that you have this going on and you would like for them to follow it or you have you know um a sign up list that you would like to use and we use mailchimp which i really like it's um really clean really easy to send out emails once people sign up Whatever email that you put together, it would distribute to everyone. Um, like I said, Twitter, um, following people that have the same interests as you. There's a lot of other travelers that I would, you know, look through Instagram and filter out and see what what they're what they're doing. If they have the kind of look that we like, or you know, some of the ideas that we like, we follow them. We reach out to them. Um, and a last tip: what I do when I write posts. So sometimes I'll say, you know, these are the, I had one that was like the five dopest boutiques in the U.S. or some great restaurants in Atlanta. After I feature them, I link their site, you know, to my post, but I also email them directly, just kind of like you can create stage email templates. And I just say, hey, you know, we featured you on our travel blog as, you know, this and this and this. Just want to let you know that it's on there. If you have any reason as to why we don't want to feature, please let us know. We really enjoyed your place, you know, hope you like it. And so even doing that, like I would get feedback and, and those pe- those either restaurants or boutiques would put it on their Twitter page or put it on their Facebook page and also let them know, hey, we've been featured on this page. So get involved in groups, Facebook groups, um, Twitter conversations of people who have the same interests mm-hmm. and let them know what you have going on. But you have to be consistent. Like you really have to be consistent in talking. You can't just post something and expect people to mm-hmm. to just see it you have to be proactive in getting that audience yeah. so it's, like, it's um, basically a conversation it's all yeah a conversation. It's, ba- it's basically a conversation and the three things that I, I highlighted from what you just said that um are one you have to ask like you mm-hmm. can't just say oh everybody knows me i'm just gonna put this out and people are gonna support no like there's a lot there's so much y'all been online before you go online you you thinking about going to ESPN.com and then you go on two dope boys then you go on um gq.com then you go on this then you go on facebook then you go on twitter it's so everything in the world is grabbing your attention and while you're looking online somebody's texting you and while somebody's mm-hmm. texting you somebody's talking to you from another room so you have to let people know via call mm-hmm. email text or what they should be looking for first of all and even on facebook this this week i did a paradigm I was sitting on 874 likes on my profile page and I was like how can I get to a thousand like there's something about that thousand threshold I want then I was like Greg have you did you ever ask the people that 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 follow you on Facebook to to help you get there Uh and I was like dang I didn't so I did that today and I'm um it's been like two days and I've increased like a hundred 
already 100. I'm like 40, 40 away from my goal just for simply asking. The people. Oh, yeah, I, I was one of them. Yeah, yeah, thank you. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. I'm like, yo, y'all friend me on Facebook and y'all not going to like the page, like the page. <laughs> but it's as simple as asking. The second thing um, that I want to talk about is that you link to other other people. And I think mm-hmm. you utilize, and I th- I just started doing this uh, this last week on, on Instagram and Twitter, right? Mm-hmm. A lot of people have, or say for travel, there's so many blogs that travel up there. So you follow one person in the travel industry, you look at who they're following, and then mm-hmm. you see a list of all these other people. And not only do you follow them, but you look on their pictures and like, oh, this comment, like, oh, that's amazing, boom, boom. And then they look mm-hmm. at your stuff, as long as you're, that, that's one thing too. You got to make sure what you're posting on social media is accurate to what you're trying to do. Right. But then they're like, oh, this is dope. And they're commenting, and then that dialogue, that's how you start that dialogue. So. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's kind of crazy, man. I mean, honestly, we could do a whole hour just on that direct thing right oh, there. Oh, yeah. Like, For seriously. sure. And then um, I like the, the piece about ClickBank and Amazon Associates. I just got my Amazon Associates account approved, and ClickBank is huge. But affiliate marketing, monetizing your blog, like I can do an hour on that too. So oh, yeah. These are great resources. Everybody take that into consideration. Um, so let's go into the last round, and that is – the future, and I know you spoke about a couple of different projects or events that uh, you, you, you and your team and Rachel Hill, one young traveler, is working on. So, mm-hmm. kind of, if you can pinpoint the top, the top ones that will be releasing anytime soon that our viewers and listeners um, need to be aware of, what would they be? Um, so the most, the one that we're actually going to be work on is just kind of like you mentioned earlier, the ebook or e-read that we want to create. For first-time travelers, and this will just be a free download if you just sign up with us um, and follow our, you know, our listing and get our updates. Um, and so that hopefully will be out in the next two months, um, definitely before the end of the year. And then we're going to have a few talks with some people that we're working with for these travel guides. Um, and those will be basically a download for your phone um, for different cities. And we'll start with the U.S. We'll have people help us working in different regions. We're trying to get people in local areas to give them tips, whether it's things to see, restaurants, things to do, um, historical areas to go see if you want to learn about things. So we're gonna have we're gonna hopefully launch that in 2015. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just a matter of finding our design um, people to help with our design team and others that we would like to work with who are in those local areas. Um, and then we're, we're hoping to do a, in 2015, a travel campaign as well. Mm-hmm. And because we are alum of HBCUs, we do want to start with FAMU and all of the HBCUs first mm-hmm. and kind of help people promote and the yes. idea of traveling and, and what it means. And it doesn't have to be luxurious traveling. It, it's, it's the type of traveling that you do to learn more about the world and yourself because you'll be so surprised in the things that you learn about you and how you think mm-hmm. when you see these different things and then you know you're you'll question yourself which is good um so we want to help people get passports let me th- definitely. and yeah so we want to kind of do m- more like a fundraiser to help people passport so definitely be on the lookout for that that'll be fun that's something we would like to do next year um so yeah those are our our three big things that we're hoping to work on i'm excited I, I, be on the lookout and then now let's go let's let's get let's get a little deep and what would you tell, and that's crazy, I always do this, but I just like to just transition. What would you tell <laughs> um, Isla and McGinnis 10 years ago, knowing what you know now? 10 years, I was 15. Oh, gosh. Um, 15, I got to think about my state of mind then. 15, I was living in, backtrack, I think Bamberg, Germany. I was in 10th grade. Um at that, at, my, in that, at that time, I mean, I feel like even going to college, it's, it's just too early to really figure out what you want to do. But I would tell myself not to worry <laughs> so <laughs> much. I was, I was very worrisome, always worried about my next move. I've always been a very organized and punctual person. I always needed to know what was going on, what I was going to do in a year or two. Um, but just kind of go with the flow. I think a lot of the good things that happened with, to me whether it was the travel blog, meeting people, opportunities in corporate America, even though I kind of fell into accounting in corporate America, um, they all kind of naturally happened. And it was never for me to see and plan out in the future and pinpoint where I was going to, what I was going to do, where I was going to be. 
just to be more relaxed. I was so militant, <laughs> like growing <laughs> up, like you know everything had to be organized, structured. I need to at know fifteen. This, I need to you know were that. militant. You were like, Arr. I mean, I mean, I was. I'm a very. I'm a, I was always a self doer, you know, and um, and me and my brother were complete opposites, and my parents always used to say that. But my brother is such a creative person. He's so artistic, but he's also a person who just goes with the flow. You know, whatever comes to him comes. And me, I was just like, oh no, I need to, I need this to be here. I need this to be there. I need to know what I'm going to be doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of those good, creative, and and insightful things come from just going with the flow because those opportunities you can't lay out. If they're going to happen, they're going to happen. Yeah. Um, but it's a matter of taking in. In the pre- you know, the present, the moment that you're in currently, and and seeking those opportunities that are there instead of not seeing them because you're worried about what's going to happen in the future. Yeah, that's huge. That's huge, and it's kind of like even though you have to have a healthy balance with that because right now I'm in mm-hmm. the mix too. Because in the end of the day, um, you still have to plan certain things about the future, not how you're going to get there, but at least what you want to do. Mm-hmm. Um, what mark you're trying to hit because I'm in a mix right now. I'm a mix between a creative and now I realize in order to have the impact I need to have, I have to be organized and diligent because I'm working on a billion projects. But mm-hmm. at the end of the day, I'm working on getting these off the ground and putting people where they need to be put. So in four years, I can just be creative. I can just do the stuff I want to do right. and help the people I want to help. Like I just, I just want to say two weeks, I'm going to go to Cali. Like it's Ferguson going on. I could just call my boy Kevin. We get on the plane. We go to Cali. We do our own documentary. Boom. And in two weeks, say, if I'm feeling like I, I just want to go talk to some elementary schoolers about um, traveling, I just call mm-hmm. Aylin. Aylin, you got a couple of days. Boom. Buy our ticket. We just go there and we, we do like a whole day workshop, <laughs> like a visual experience of being in Abu Dhabi Desert or whatnot. I, mm-hmm. That's the kind of ideas and stuff that I want to do. And I get older when I have the influence and resources I have. But I realize right now I got to kind of tap that creative energy and mm-hmm. but focus it. Right. Organize it. So I love the way it's always a balance in general in life. It (laughs) needs to be a balance. (laughs) And I'm going to ask one more question before we go to the culture change round. It's Mm -hmm. another deep one. Okay. (laughs) At the end of the day, and this is, dang, I hate always asking, but when when, when we are no longer here on this earth, what type of legacy do you want to leave behind? Oh, what type of legacy? I. For me, in general, life for me is just to make sure that I do good. I mean, growing up, I was always a very reserved and shy person. So I'm not necessarily extravagant or feel the need to really make sure that what I do has a huge impact on everyone. But I do I do need to make sure that what I contribute in my lifetime is good, whether it's not just for me, but for other people. So having a purpose, you know, in this world and, and having effect on on the world and you know it will never be perfect but there's always areas of improvement for people for societies for, for countries um and in any way that i can give back i can so i would like for people to think of me as a good person and um and someone who genuinely cares and does good that's great that's great that's great so we about to make the switch to the culture change round in this round All right. rapid answer um i'm gonna ask you five questions and we're going to okay. take it from there, okay? Okay. What is the best piece of advice that you ever received? Best piece of advice I've ever received. Um, gosh, you got to hit me with the hard one. You got to hit you <laughs> with it. You know I had to do it for you. Uh, best piece of advice I've ever received. Um, My mom, for her to be Muslim, she's actually very, very liberal and open. Is to love people for who they are, just despite of what they believe in. Um, you know, at the end of the day, a good person is a good person, and treat them as so. And don't, you know, don't label people or see people differently because they do something different from you. Mm. That's great. What is one of your personal habits that you can attribute to your success? My personal habits. My my ability to adapt to change quickly. And growing up, I've, I moved every 10 months, 24 months, as, as short as 10 months. And so whether it was meeting new people, adjusting to a different environment, adjusting to a different culture and country, um, that helped me be easily kind of ease into change, whether it was work, you know, personal life. Um, I never took anything personal because I knew whatever happened in that moment was for that moment and it was meant to be, but it doesn't necessarily have to be long-term. 
Got you. Got you. What is your favorite book and why? Hmm. Favorite book. I actually just read it for the third time again. It's The Four Agreements by Miguel Ruiz. Ooh, I love that book. I love that yeah, book. Yeah. And uh, it, it, every single time I've read it, it hit me differently. Um, and it's more of reassurance. And it's something that we all know. But it's, it's a matter of reflecting positivity in your life and making sure you understand who you are as a person. And because of the things that happen around you, because they happen, it doesn't mean that it's necessarily intentionally out there to hurt you. And it's not personal. Um, and the only thing that you can really change is yourself if you want to change any kind of outcome. Mm. That is so, so true. And guys, ladies, females, students, mothers, fathers, sisters, brothers, all these links will be in the show notes. And that's a great book. It's a quick read. It's a beautiful book, yeah. And it's simple. It's like the simplest book. It's yes. not giving you 18 tips. So simple, simple but so mind-blowing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. What inspires you and keeps you motivated? What inspires me and keeps me motivated? I would say my brother. He's like a little piece of me. Um, but at the same time, we're such complete opposites that I see things in him that I that I have that I don't that I don't necessarily see in myself or I don't push in myself. Um, and because he can be so unconventional, it's really refreshing for to hear, you know, things come from him that I probably would never think of. And even though he's younger than me, I feel like I've learned so much from him. Um, he's a very caring person. He's sympathetic. He's always there for others and he's selfless. Mm. Mm, that's great. That's great. And I had a last question, um, but I'm going to change it a little bit because I, I don't, I feel like I okay. never address this on the show. I, I, I wouldn't have one question. What words of advice what two are what one uh, is two questions mm -hmm. what what advice would you give a young african-american female in today's society just general advice and then i have another one the next question is what advice would you give to a young professional woman just entering um just leaving college mm -hmm. or in college so those two questions so just kind of this doesn't it is not in the, any kind of lane so just kind of mm -hmm. just what advice would you give them in today's climate today's society as an african-american mm -hmm. or no minority um young young woman and a young professional so for the young woman i would say be forgiving um i think in our in our generation in our society we we've become very impatient and we want things and we want things our way and we've become very much more individualistic versus collective. Um, and the things that we go through in life and when we're hurt, uh, I think we always think that people are out there to get us, but you know, it's not really that way. Everyone's fighting their own battle. And so I think being forgiving is not even, it's not just good for the other person. It's, it's a relief for you. Um, and not holding that that type of weight. And I think a lot of times people, if you see the lot of anger and and things that build up and manifest in people that come from deriving any type of hate, it's usually because we haven't forgiven something that that happened to us. For the young professional woman, uh, uh, corporate America, um, I would say, you know, they always discuss about us coming into corporate America as minorities in general and what we need to do, how we need to look, um, how we should speak. At the end of the day, you know, you are a person and our country, our society is is growing in terms of diversity and how we look at diversity. So learn to be yourself a little bit. I think people nowadays don't like the standard, you know, cut conservative corporate look all the time and, and corporate way of being. I've noticed it on my team where you have people who don't even open up and and become themselves sometimes don't make very good managers because you can't relate to them. And, you know, at the end of the day, when you go to work and you're working long hours, whatever it is that you're doing, you guys are still people and you still have to relate and you still have to talk. You still have to communicate um, so learn to be yourself in a corporate environment. It's a struggle because of how you are at home and how you are at work are completely two different things, but you do need to show at work that you are a person and you have your own unique ideas in your own ways. That's real. That's real. Great, great advice. Great advice. So we're done with the culture change round. 
we have one question to kind of finally wrap it up. I'm a big person. I'm the culture change agent, and I want to kind of end this show out, in every show out, asking the question about the culture because at the end of the day, especially in the minority community, there's so many things that, that we could do better or we want to kind of work towards. So I, I love to hear different perspectives from the people that have on the show on different things. So, Island, if you could change one thing about society, most specifically our African-American culture, what would it be and why? Mm, I would say from an individual perspective is to be open-minded. I think that a lot of times we get caught up in our own, and I mean, you know, our country obviously has a lot of work to do. And at the same time, we also need to make personal changes in order to, to create a societal change. And it's a matter of just being open-minded, be less judgmental, be accepting of other people. Um, you know, our, our culture and our race has, has had a, a bad history here. Um, but the only way that you can see positivity in any, in any aspect, whether it's, it's your personal life or, you know, the life of your community, you have to be a positive person. So regardless of when someone does something wrong to you or, um, is, is bringing on hatred to you, you shouldn't do it back. It doesn't, it doesn't create any type of, you know, result in, in making anything better in your environment. So, I mean, kill people with kindness, be open, don't be so judgmental, you know, accept people for who they are. If they're different from you, then fine, but learn to accept that. That's what I would say. Well, thank you for that powerful, powerful statement that really, I mean, uh, uh. but <laughs> Like I said, from the bottom of my heart and from everybody that's listening to this podcast and everybody that's viewing it, uh, wherever you're viewing it, whatever you're doing, thank you for allowing us to give your time and your energy and your presence on the show today. Thank you. I really do appreciate it. This was great. No, I really was. Had me thinking. <laughs> <laughs> like, I really have a lot of, like, this is, I I'm, I can't wait to release this to the world because this has some amazing content. I'm interviewing amazing people and, got, I mean, it's just amazing. So, before we wrap it up. Where can people find more about you, um, One Young Traveler, and keep up to date with the movement and what you have going on? Yeah, so um, I'm on Instagram. You can find me at Eileen MCG, A-Y-L-I-N-M-C-G. Um, I, One Young Traveler is just www.oneyoungtraveler.com. You can also email us at oneyoungtraveler at gmail.com. And we also have a um, Instagram account, same thing, One Young Traveler. And then we have a Twitter account, which is O-Y-T-R-A-V-E-L-E-R. So O-Y Traveler. Um, so you can reach us there. We love questions. We love suggestions. Um, so, yeah, just hit us up there. Also, don't mind people hitting up my personal account. <laughs> I don't have a personal Twitter, but just Instagram. Got you, got you, everybody. The links to all those will be in the show notes. So I, I'm just, everything is going to be online. So like I said, Island, I appreciate it, and we gonna catch you. Oh dang, I forgot. I gotta, I gotta wrap it up. Gotta wrap. America, world, everybody, listen. Two things before we, before we get off the line. One, remember you're a genius. Two, <laughs> change the culture. All right. Have a good evening. Thanks. Bye. And if you're in the need for a website, graphic design, um, visual creation, UX code, anything with a minimalist background that creates beautiful, vivid websites, images, you name it, graphics for social media, all that good stuff, you can find Island Marie on islandmarie.co. That's A-Y-L-I-N-M-A-R-I-E dot C-O. And that link will be in the show notes. That's her website with a new endeavor, so make sure you check that out as well.